picture books are so inviting. Like you open it, they're vibrant, they're Full exciting. Full color, like art. It's yeah. Minimal text. Like mm-hmm. it's a whole experience in a picture book. So moving from picture books to what we would call a traditional novel mm-hmm. is really hard for a lot of kids. Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And we are excited to talk shop with a new guest today. We brought in Kayla, who works at one of the elementary schools as a librarian. How about you tell us a little bit about some of the work you do? Okay, well... Good afternoon. Um, Thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate it. In general, as an elementary school librarian, I see my entire campus. Mm -hmm. So throughout the course of a week, I'll see all like 560. Some of our campuses have close to 800, 900 students. Uh, They all come through. And with each lesson that we do, I make sure that I pick some sort of literary focus So we start with, I do a check-in, especially at the little levels. Like we do check-in and then we sit, we have story time on the carpet and then teaching them how to choose books off the shelf, how to safely choose books, how to use our shelf markers. I tell them we slippy, slippy slide in between the books (laughs) and it's silly, but I see some of them saying that to themselves and then, okay, then we take it off and teaching them to look at the cover, open up, look at the pages and start to start building the, the literacy into what they're doing. And looking at the words going, yes, I can read this or no, this isn't quite right for me. Mm -hmm. So that translates up to the upper levels when they're looking at longer chapter books and making sure that they're still choosing something that's right, but also trying to push them just a little bit. That makes sense. So my son is also in elementary school. He's in the lower grades. And um, do you see all of the kids once a week, or do you see some of them more than once a week? How is that decided? I am super fortunate right now that I do see all of the classes for 30 minutes once a week. Okay. okay. Yeah, we have five classes per grade level. We're a K through five school, and I've managed to construct my time. <laughs> now, some of my fifth graders are my frequent flyers. They visit Two and three times a week, because as soon as they finish one, they're coming in. That's Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I know we struggle here with parents coming in looking for books. We have recommendations, but sometimes it's hard going just by grade level or not really taking in consideration interest, like subjects or anything like that. So I can imagine you probably have the same issue Although you do work more directly with the students. Right. How do do you navigate that? So when it comes especially to like my upper grades Mm -hmm. who might not necessarily be reading on grade level, Mm -hmm. um, I've found a good workaround is, yes, you are allowed to read these picture books because even if they're only 32 pages, the text built within it oftentimes is written at a much higher reading level. Yeah. I know Mo Willems, for example, like oh, yeah. his books are very, very simple. I love Elephant and Piggy. Like they're in my library. I've got the little plushies. <laughs> but then you go and look at like Jacqueline Woodson. Now she's a kind of older author, mm-hmm. but she has like each kindness and the themes that she explores in her books 
are much more advanced. I recently completed a course on young adult literature and then children's literature. And you really dig into these books and you realize it's not just the words on the page. It's building that connection between the text, between the illustrations and how it really adds into what they're doing. So for a parent, I'm a parent myself, Mm -hmm. I have a, a kindergartner and a third grader both reading way above where they should be, but bringing them back and going, hey, let's look at these picture books. And it's okay for the older kids to read the picture books. Read it more than once, Mm -hmm. you know, and talk like you finish it, give it to your friend. So for parents navigating that, oh, I only can get, you know, level 16 or third grade level books, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean anything in particular. Like find whatever that kid's interested in If they are interested, they will do whatever it takes to read stuff at that higher level. Mm -hmm. And they can still enjoy the stuff at the lower level to fill in gaps in the knowledge that they don't have yet. So how did your reading, like your leisure reading, change once you became a professional librarian? Oh, (laughs) I've always been a prolific reader, but definitely, I mean, I was familiar with the classics, but coming out of the classroom... And moving into the library was exciting because it's like, okay, now I can really get my hands on the shelves. I've had to sort of force myself away from my favorites. I'm a huge fantasy novel junkie, Harry Potter to the end, Mm -hmm. Ravenclaws unite. (laughs) Um, But it's kind of making sure that I'm reading enough that I can have a recommendation for any kid that comes in. So I'm forcing myself to read more realistic fiction, digging into some of the nonfiction sections as there's certain topics I gravitate to and others I don't. Mm -hmm. But I want to make sure that I'm well read enough that I have a recommendation in each of these genres to kind of push forward to guide our kids. That's something that we struggle with at the library as well, because we have the children's section. It just doesn't get a lot of traffic from our librarians because of that idea of like, oh, well, it's not for me. So we really try to stress that there are some really interesting reads. We actually did a book club for our staff members recently, and we featured the children's section. Yes. And it was so fun. I think a lot of people were not only pleased by the books they read, but also very excited that they were shorter. <laughs> so so you get to have it that is whole a relief. Yeah. experience, but in a, in a short and sweet, like 200 pages max for some of those. Oh, yeah. It's just so nice. Um. <laughs> yep, that, that sweet resolution. Oh, man. I I just finished one not too long ago. Sorry, slightly off topic. Um, I started reading Saba Tahir's Ember in the Ashes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is fantastic middle grade novel. And I'm about 75% of the way through the book. And I'm expecting things to be wrapping up. Mm-hmm. They're not. It's <laughs> ramping up. And I'm oh, like, no. <laughs> oh, no, I do not have time at this moment to dig into another series. <laughs> so it was slightly disappointing there. But they have some sneaky series in the middle grade oh, so, and young I know. adult but it areas. sucks you in. Uh, <laughs> really Sarah does. J. Moss. Oh, yeah. I tore through her novels mm-hmm. two summers ago. Like everything she had published, I tore through. It was that good. <laughs> I think but. something a lot of us also discovered as we were doing our focus on our children's collection was that there are a lot of really interesting kind of even experimental graphic novels in children. Yes, very much so. Um, our, my kids are obsessed with the graphic novels. 
I have found for like K1, there's the Owl Diaries series. Yes. Ava mm-hmm. is the sweetest character. The books are only about 80 pages. They're about 50-50 text and picture. Mm-hmm. So it's a great stair step for maybe some of our reluctant readers who are intimidated by chapter books. Mm-hmm. Picture books are so inviting. Like you open it, they're vibrant, they're Full exciting. Full color, like it's art. It's yeah. Minimal text. Like mm-hmm. it's a whole experience in a picture book. So moving from picture books to what we would call a traditional novel mm-hmm. is really hard for a lot of kids. And we see that in our, our second and third graders who are getting up in their reading levels. So I've found like those are great. Uh, the Princess in Black series is yes. great read. <laughs> My daughter loved them as well. For your supernatural lovers, the Bailey School Kids or the mm-hmm. Pee Wee Scouts, those are great. Horrible Harry. Like <laughs> these are classics that I know uh more adult, like the the teachers and stuff would be more familiar with, but the themes in them are still relevant. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, what do we do if my teacher's a vampire? Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you know, or the cafeteria lady is Cupid and she's putting everybody under a love spell, you know, <laughs> and oh, it's, they're just fun. Mm-hmm. And so moving kids into those. And then for, as you move up the chain, we've got like Raina Tegelmeyer is an absolute genius. Yeah, she's fantastic. So like guts and smile are fantastic Mm -hmm. for them. My boys and dog man. Oh, my word. I literally cannot keep them on the shelf. Like that is the number one question. Is dog man in? Is dog man in? We have so many copies. Oh, really? I will tell my kids go to the because they are fighting over mine. Like I have (laughs) holds. There's like seven people deep in the holds for these dog man books. Uh, wimpy kid but it's not that they're written that yes as adults we look at it and we see comic books Mm -hmm. but they're not they're they're not or rather they're not just a comic book because the wimpy kid series for example is written on a fifth grade reading level the vocabulary they have in that text is actually pretty astounding. Mm-hmm. And many teachers don't realize this. And so they say, oh, you can't have graphic novels. I'm like, but for those reluctant readers, for our dyslexic kids, for our SPED kids, our 504s, if they got the IEPs, if they're having difficulty, these texts are easier for them to access because mm-hmm. they do have that visual element. But they're still reading mm-hmm. lengthy pieces there's voraciously. Also, yes. <laughs> yes, voraciously, yes. The humor in Diary of a Wimpy Kid is really fun. It so. is, and it is also the perfect humor for that yes. grade level. <laughs> oh, it is. All all of the mm-hmm. yep, jokes included. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, but they're, I mean, it's good. Yeah. And then on the flip side, you have, like, the, if you're looking for more of a nonfiction bent or you're looking for more realistic, they've started releasing all of the I Survived books mm. as graphic novels. Oh. Yeah. They are eating them up. I've got one. Did you get the new one yet? No, baby. <laughs> I have, I, my budget is spent for the year, my love. I cannot. <laughs> but, and then you also find like George Takei mm-hmm. did his memoir. Um, they called us Enemy, mm-hmm. which in graphic novel format. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, it was it was mind blowing because I'm reading like uh, he's the text is like, you know, my parents like they had to get on the train and my dad phrased it as an adventure. Mm-hmm. And so you've got the juxtaposition of the kids staring excitedly out the train window and all the adults are like sitting together and sobbing. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. So to see that on the page is just really powerful. Like it really sends that message home. Mm-hmm. So how about, do you have any books that you'd recommend, maybe from your middle grade to fifth grade, that you think adults would also really enjoy, that maybe they should give a try? Oh, I know. I'm waiting two more years and my daughter and I are going to do the Harry Potter series together. I bought the illustrated edition and I'm so excited. That's very exciting. It's like preparing for a marathon for a kid, though. It's been kind of one of my parenting benchmarks that I'm waiting for, too. (laughs) I know. I know. She's like, I'm like, just a couple more years, baby. We're going to get there. (laughs) So Philip Pullman has some fun ones. Um, I know we did the whole Golden Compass series Mm -hmm. just recently got picked up at HBO. Um, Let's see. I said, I'm a fantasy novel person. Um, Anything by Jerry Spinelli. Mm -hmm. I know they're a little more classic, but Maniac McGee, Ringer, Eggs, these are always good ones. If they're looking for something a little more contemporary, oh, God, what is that one? I'm seeing it in my brain. It's um, There's a Guy's Read series by John Siesca, I believe. No. Might be Siesca. I don't know. But there's there's a whole Guy's Read I, series. I know what you're talking about, I think. there He's got them. There, there's some humor. There's some scary. There's some fantasy. So they're collections of short stories that mm-hmm. would be excellent for like, hey, let's sit and read 10, 15 minutes. Because we know they want to get back to their games. Yes. <laughs> I am coming up on a blank here. Oh, God. He, he An actor. He did Forgetting Sarah Marshall. What's his name? Jason Segal. Yes. So Jason Segal has a book series. Yeah, the Nightmare series. Got it. Okay. So for those looking for a more scary bent, you know, mm-hmm. you want something fun to read to give you the shivers. Jason Segal has a series called Nightmares. Mm-hmm. I know I have three of them currently on my shelf. Uh, the boys and the girls have been running through it, and they say it's really a fun read. Okay. It's not overly scary, but it's definitely middle A step up from Goosebumps, maybe. Step up from Goosebumps. <laughs> but Goosebumps is classic. Yes, like, yes. yes it is. There's, there's 50 of them in there, and again... They don't stay on the shelf long. Yes. Always Scary books particularly are always surprisingly popular. We have, I have seen these like little girls in their pink tutus and they're, and they're putting their little books up and it's like haunted asylums. And you're just, I know. She's like, this is my favorite. I love haunted asylums. And I was like, good for you. (laughs) That looks terrifying. No, they come to me. uh, I want want a scary book. I'm going, okay, I've heard this one's good. Yeah. But I've not read it because I won't sleep if (laughs) I do. Because I'm scared. (laughs) Exactly. And then how much on the other end of the spectrum are you having to recommend, like, basically potty humor? Because I can tell you what, my Mm -hmm. first grader... One of the first books we read cover to cover was A History of the Toilets. Nice. <laughs> that is fantastic. Not as much. I mean, my my littles, they're looking, I want a book about cats. Oh, yeah, pandas. Okay, do you want a real book about pandas or do you want a picture book about pandas? Because I have both. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, um, what's really funny is my kinders have been on a nonfiction kick. Oh, that's awesome. Hmm. It's fantastic. They're like, I've got one or two. They're like, all right, I read The Butterflies and I read The Dragonflies and I read The Llamas. And (laughs) what else do we have? I want more. So I'm like, hey, here's my nonfiction. Go to town, kiddo. And they find some good stuff and they're so excited to come back and show their teacher like look at what i'm reading so i i do really like when we have um kids who come in and are very like just 
fixated on this particular part of the animal kingdom and it could change in five months they're they're not about fish anymore they're about dinosaurs <laughs> but we have this like versus series that is very popular okay the who would win who oh would my win? gosh yeah. <laughs> my second grade boys yes are obsessed with the who would win series it's like animal fight club <laughs> it really is and but yes. they absolutely love it and again they're learning mm-hmm. there's facts the vocabulary is strong like they're not sugarcoating things so it's like i mean it's not graphic but (laughs) it's it's good quality material Mm -hmm. and they don't realize that they're learning because they're having fun but i've got a class like those books have circulated there's one he's like i need this one do you have this one i'm like i don't have that one but (laughs) i do have this one that has five in it and i think that one's in there so he was super excited to get his hands on that (laughs) All right. Are there okay. any other books that you had that you wanted to shout out or no. anything? I think the one more thing is like, so really the purpose of a library program at the elementary level mm-hmm. is to create and promote that love of reading. Because to physically get these books in their hands, like the magic of them sitting and just even if they can't read it, just flipping through, like sometimes they'll make up their own stories. But Really, my job every day is connecting kids to a new best friend or trying something new. Like, I really encourage, especially my upper grades, try some poetry. Try a different genre you haven't read before. My frequent flyers, I think he's been in just about every section of my library Mm -hmm. because that's what we're training them to do and hope that that love of reading in a safe space carries through on into adulthood because it really even if you don't continue reading it gives you it instills a a curiosity mm-hmm. so even if you don't keep reading traditional books you might still keep looking for things that interest you and that could be the adult version of i really want to learn about fish right now yeah, <laughs> exactly. i just want to read all the articles on komodo dragons or yes we go. that's what i'm that's what i'm doing today <laughs> So thank you so much for coming in. It was so great to have another librarian from outside of our little pocket, especially one that gets to work with children, to come talk to us. Thank you. We very much appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.